You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. towards Christmas time, which means it's time for another story about a grumpy old guy, white guy, who uh, is uh, finds healing, as does a younger person in their life who is also <laughs> fucked up in their own way. In the long tradition of movies like this that for some reason always come out around Christmas time <laughs> or Thanksgiving. I mean, pe- there are a lot of fucked up people out there, Chris, who are... <laughs> it's I magic of Christmas. I mean, look at Eb- Ebenezer Scrooge. I, I don't understand why there's not a genre name for it. There's so many of these where it's like, oh, grumpy old guy like the Bahamba connect, genre connects with a younger guy and, or a younger child in some way. It, it, it's, and it, they, it's almost like a, this movie feels like a cousin to Rushmore. It's so much that I think... I was. I, 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 did they not use a song that was also on Rushmore? Yeah, they did. The wind. Uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out if that was on the Rushmore soundtrack or the Tenenbaum soundtrack. <laughs> I don't have any problem with this as a subgenre of the you know feel good, charming drama type thing. Oh no, it's just it wears this movie wears it very firmly on its sleeve, and I don't think it cares that we know that. No, not at all. Which no. I, which I love. Uh, we are <laughs> we're we're talking about the holdovers, which is the latest movie by Alexander Payne, who of course. Really, really launched his career off rather strongly with, um, uh, well, Citizen Ruth first, mm-hmm. which was a great critical acclaim, but not a lot sure. of audiences saw it. But then Election, Election, which I still think is a his best film. Which, so again, not a lot of audiences saw it. I would also out, say that one just bombed, didn't it? It did because it was so bleak and dark and <laughs> black humor and yeah. it's brilliant it's yeah. edgy so brilliant. and yeah. smart it, 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 and it's everything. matthew broderick playing a character that's kind of unlikable yeah and in a lot of ways this is him going back to school with this movie i don't think it is uh, no one laugh no. at that because that is not worth it's laughing not at worth it's la- not la- it wasn't worth laughing at it was just so fat. i'm sorry nathan i love you but that was terrible <laughs> okay. and i've now given you a demerit all right, cool. Yeah. Deten- I'm in detention. Yeah, detention. detention. How, how much further can I put it? Shit. <laughs> do, do not push. Go. Do not go past the Rubicon, sir. You go back to Wisconsin and jog in the snow, Nathan. Uh, I am Chris, and joining me, of course, is Nathan here with the bad jokes. Call me a masochist because I'm a fan of pain. <laughs> there we. Okay, See, you, you that was it. funny. Yeah, or was uh, it? Yeah, <laughs> I I laughed. Right. Uh, and then Mike McAllister. Hello, hello. And then Frank. Hello. Glad to see Chris washed his hands clean of me. Uh, no, I will never. You know, for all the shit I give you, Nathan, have I ever? You ever felt that I washed my hands clear of you or no. tried to? Dude, I, I saw curb. you in the back after the movie. I've seen you, you put on hand then. sanitizer, and you still can't get me away. 
okay. I'm always like, God bless him. Sometimes he makes me so mad. <laughs> well, let, but I, you can't not love him. We, we, Much we, like we, Alexander Payne movies. We gotta yeah. save. We, we're gonna save this for when we do the watch movie with us for uh, Cure for Wellness. Oh, yes, yes. I, yes, I will yeah. not be on that. Yeah, one. yeah come on, Chris. I really despise that film. Oh. We could get an eel cucumber roll. We'll... <laughs> uh, this one stars Paul Giamatti as the <laughs> aforementioned grumpy America's old sweetheart guy. Paul uh, once again, working not even close to out of his wheelhouse, a grumpy old intellectual, even as much as him were having worked with Alexander Payne before, uh, though previously on his film Sideways, uh, which yeah. I loved to pieces, and I will still always look at Merlot a little askance because of that movie. <laughs> did that movie tank Merlot sales? Yeah, it did. It actually yeah. did, yeah. although I do think Merlot is one of the better red wines, ultimately, but still. See, I've been sober eight years, I, I don't even, but before that, I never even drank wine except for church and waking up next to strange priests. Oh. <laughs> oh. Good times. Good well, you know, it, it was in a private school, much <laughs> yeah. like much like this movie is taking place in. <laughs> Excellent segue. <laughs> There you go. I mean, this movie's just giving you a lot of segues to play with, isn't it, Chris? You know, it's set in the early 1970s, which the movie, even in the credits, doesn't let you, like, forget. Like, forget it, it wants yeah. you to know that not only is this one it's set in, but this wants you to make you feel like it's a movie that you missed and didn't see that happened in yeah. the 70s with <laughs> fake film imperfections during the credits well, even and the, audio like, imperfections. Even, like, the, the movie's rating is in the old school title card, oh, PG, yeah. which is like, you see that, it's like, oh. I thought it was about to see a bunch of old 70s. 70s trailers before it began like, uh, <laughs> i mean like that i mean look i i'm i'm a i'm a told dork this way but i i actually that was the first laugh i got on that movie as soon as that popped up i'm like <laughs> nice i was like oh i'm settling in here <laughs> went, and then like you know i, I like that they, they, you know i mean look a lot of i've seen other studios use before but like you know making their own retro fi- uh focus features and an old beer max mm-hmm. logo i thought that was charming oh, i don't yeah, know i, I went did eli roth make this movie oh, <laughs> i don't know it's uh, just it feels like a, a a trick that's mostly used by like exploitation and horror directors and i'm like okay sure let's see what happens here uh paul giamatti plays paul hunnam who is a very disliked and for reasons that are Eminently cleared, a teacher justified of 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 uh, ancient history. Uh, and he lets you know he's very much into ancient history. He will not shut the yeah, fuck up about this it. This private school, like right off the bat, you see like him in school, and he's it's the final exam. He's handing out everybody but one student. Basically, got like almost either failing or barely, or barely by passing. Skin of their teeth. Like yeah. one kid gets a B plus, and you're like, okay, so clearly he's going to be one of the main characters. And you know, just from that one little setup, that that kid probably did get an A, but he would never give. An A. Yeah. And just that little, like, just him handing out the exams, that says everything you need to know about the character. It's it's about to be Christmas time, and somebody who was supposed to be, like, it rotates the teachers whose turn it is to stay there for students who cannot go home for Christmas. I I mean, I went to private school, and I lived close enough. I was thinking about you during this movie. I I lived close enough, I got to go home for Christmas, but there were always kids who lived in foreign countries, families (laughs) who were in foreign countries, who were like, we can't afford to, or for whatever reason, we can't bring you back, and you have to stay at school. Mostly mostly foreign students, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Uh, And so he ends up, because this one teacher is like, oh, came up with a bullshit excuse to why he can't do it, he ends up with the job of being the person who has to stay behind, even though he would have stayed behind anyway, because he's got no one in his life. But 
in charge of the students. And he's also he's both he's bitter about it, but also like what the fuck ever. Well, he's all, he's understand, understandably bitter. He's like he's like all I want is my fucking peace and quiet, and yeah. I don't even get that. He just so wants to read mystery, and be left novels. Alone. mystery novels. I mean, that sounds like paradise to me. So the only know. thing at the school that seems to hold any interest to him at all is Divine Joy Randolph as Mary Lamb, who it plays a <laughs> the head chef for the school, who they have. It doesn't seem like it's a close relationship, but it's an amiable relationship. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 it's, um, yeah, it's like one of the few friendships he actually has at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he, because one she's of the few people like, he actually respects. Yeah, he, yeah because yeah. she's so no bullshit, and you know exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she has a son who had attended the school, just died uh, in Vietnam. And he genuinely, and you can tell, really feels empathy for her. And this is strange because he seems to feel empathy for absolutely no one else. Right. Like, uh, and even with her, he has a hard time expressing that. He just (laughs) makes a point of, whereas everybody else, he has nothing but intellectual disdain for, even though she is certainly not his equal on that level at all. Like she's when the first time they hang out together, she's watching the newlywed game on TV (laughs) and he does not use it as an opportunity to make fun of her or give her shit. He in fact is nothing but kind. And you go, there's a side to this really horrible person, this bitter old guy. There is a kindness in him. How do we get to that? And I think that's what the movie ultimately is aiming to achieve. As the break goes on and the group of students are left behind, all but one of them get to go in a sort of miraculous scenario uh, and and spend the rest of their Christmas break doing something fun. But the one student, uh, Angus Tully, played by Dominic Sessa, uh, his mother, uh, who is divorced from her father and is now has a, a new husband, it's like, look, we never got to have a honeymoon. We're gonna, we're just gonna stay here and do this. I'm so sorry. It's the only time we could do it. And he's very bitter and angry. But it leaves just the, the basically the two of them and Divine Joy Randolph and the school together. So what happens here? Well, exactly how I previously described it. It's a it's a slow melt as both uh, Paul Giamatti slowly starts to realize, like, hey, like as much as I do feel disdain for a lot of these these kids. A lot of it's coming from my own anger and my own issues. And maybe, yes, I could be a nicer person with the help of (laughs) Divine Joy Randolph, who's slapping him upside the head, goes, stop being an asshole every (laughs) once in a while. And And the the kid's starting to go, like, maybe this guy isn't as bad as I thought he was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, On Christmas Day, they say that uh, Paul Giamatti's heart grew three sizes that day. Well, this really is like a movie about, uh, you know, finding one's own humanity. You know, humanity you never uh, thought you had. And that's what I loved about yeah. it. One of my favorite thing, uh, themes about uh, movies in general um, is um, Journey, who is someone at point A versus who they are at point B or point whatever. And uh, I love it. This is a this is a guy uh, who in the end becomes someone you never thought he was or could be. Um, and yeah. him and um, Angus, what I love about watching these two characters together is that they're both really the same. You know, he went back to the school that he went to high school at. You know, he never left. So they are both like these stunted, you know, youths in It's in, in three a way. broken people forced to be together yeah. and they end up really helping each but other. But it's also through. like yeah, three people that... In a more, genuine way. More importantly, it's three people that society would just write off. A spoiled rich kid, you know, a black hook and, you know, this curmudgeon. And, you know, they're really explored. Well, that's and, what I love about Alexander Payne. He well, treats everybody like humans. I, sh- I shocked Nathan. He doesn't know he's treating people like humans. But uh, I shocked Nathan by telling him that I, watching this, and I love this, and watching it more and more every scene, I was like, man, 
the only pain movie I really like is Election. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I don't agree with you, but the only pain movie I I would say I love is (laughs) Election. Oh, yeah, same here. (laughs) Where I go, I love this. I think it's it's very bleak and edgy. But it totally earns that edge yeah. and it explores it and goes past it in ways that makes you feel deeply uncomfortable in a way that's fascinating, but yet all feels true. I feel like the majority of Alexander Payne films get up close to the edge, but refuse to cross over it. Yes. And they're always like a certain level of frustration of like, why isn't there more here? Like it's a it's it, it, the, he makes slice of life films that. Are, have really fascinating, well-developed characters that never ultimately do anything much more interesting than make each other slightly better. Mm, right. So I'm, <laughs> I'm all in on pain. Even even downsizing, I will give a little bit of latitude because I'm like, you're trying something. He's one of my favorite directors. So mm. this was an absolute thrill to me from beginning to end. I mean, at the oh, very yeah. least, he's back. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. It, it, it's, it's such a big bounce back. Like, yeah, I didn't, yes. I've only seen clips of downsizing. I was going to go see it in theater until I heard just scathing reviews of it. Well, it drops the ball in the third act hard. It drops, it drops I, I defi- ball hard. I, defi- I, I definitely defended it more than most people do, but I still go, like, it's still another slight Alexander Payne film where I'm like, <laughs> I wanted this to be more interesting and cross cross a line more than it actually ever ends up doing. Yeah, yeah it ends up going was to a just... different line in a different sport by the end of that movie. And I respect it, but. But, but, uh, but it's but, one but, that didn't this, this is a total bounce back from like I I'm with you guys like I I really love this uh, I I actually was just, <laughs> I was so touched by love it like yeah okay sure this isn't a new genre this isn't a new thing but I I I was there for the entire ride uh, and Paul Giamatti I mean and 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 the the other actor who played Angus. <laughs> Are so good together. I I would go as far as to say they are um at maybe not if not Oscar worthy nomination worthy. Uh, I think they were. See, I would nominate Divine Joy Randolph. I, right I, off. Oh, her I, too. I, I, oh, she's, she's so good at it. Yeah, I would as well because she's not. Um, I love the way you know the way Payne reveals the different layers to these characters. They're um you know they're they're each one like onions. Um, but with her, did I, you really use the onion? Thing? I did because I, I couldn't give anything else, Chris. Okay, <laughs> you, you, you just like, watched Shrek last week. No, no, and... I was like, maybe they'll let me like slide, but no, Chris is on this, so he's not going Sorry. to. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. I know. Um, I'm, I'm basically uh, Paul you're basic Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, uh, right? Well, you are older than me. Tell me about Roman history. <laughs> oh, oh, you want to tell? You? I think about the Romans all the time. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, give us some. Give us some Italian. But I love the way that he revealed more and more about Divine um, Joy Randolph's character. Less with dialogue and more in just the quiet moments with herself. Um, oh yeah, you know that's really when 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 you see her at her most. Um, I don't want to say uh, vulnerable. Vulnerable. I'm trying to teach. Jane, show me a coat. But no, no, no. I get it because she she is vulnerable, like most characters in Alexander Payne films, but more so on her level, she's vulnerable, but in a way that she feels uncomfortable that the camera's letting her see vul- yeah. seem vulnerable, despite also, there not being a camera. Well, also this this is a character who does not want to. Uh, you know, the keep calm and carry on. She does not want to break down or does not want to let anybody know that she is um, grieving as much as she is mm-hmm. and yeah. because of the loss of her son. And so I love <laughs> the quieter moments with just her where she it is just her and her grief and she can't escape it. I think that is um, and then where the characters are to more just powerful. a heartbreaking moment. Like you're seeing this woman uh, on a de- on decline. She's like she's trying to really put up a good, fa- a mm-hmm. good front here. <laughs> like. Oh, I'm totally fine. It's Christmas. We're all having a great time. And then you just see her slowly slipping until she just breaks. And it's a, 
such a powerful moment. And the second she breaks, what was even more powerful to me after that is just the fact that a character is like, can't you see she's breaking? She's like, no, I'm not breaking. Okay, we're, we're totally yeah, Well, the next thing you see her, oh. she's, she's rebounded. And I oh, love that. So good. The, well, the... because the importance of that scene isn't her character. The importance of the scene is the other characters in the no, scene. Recognizing it, yeah. The, the, of, that they're capable of being quiet and recognizing and acting appropriately. Yeah. Because they all feel like they're so concerned with their own worlds. There's a point they go like, okay, we can pull together here. And it's the first moment in the film that you really feel like they are their own little community. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's not really about her. They've got yeah. that. that it's, it, it's their tribe. And I think that, oh, I love the way that uh, we move away from that scene rather quickly until <laughs> and, and we go outside in front of a car and everything. But um, I think one of the strengths of this movie is that, it, you know, uh, I think I noticed this more than I have before because I don't really like Alexander Payne. I'm just, I'm just, I'm saying it now, over and over again. Um, is that he doesn't really? There's not a lot of theatrics in this. You know, it's yeah. it's focused all on the human, organic, genuine moments. Yeah, yeah if, you, it, like if this was a Zach Braff movie, it would have been filled with <laughs> all too clever little moments. And I like Zach Braff, but like it would have been filled with those moments that you're like, oh, this is this is a sketch comedy setup. Right, right, right. And there's none of that here. It's very organic feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay. But there were points that I was like kind of wanting there to be a Zach Braff moment. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, we kind of feel it, like it, we're cycling the, here. The moments of levity here are pretty strong. Like, there's, yeah. oh, yeah. Like, this is one scene where, um, um, oh, what is his name? Angus? Mm-hmm. The guy from Angus, yeah. Angus, Angus Tully. Angus Tully. When he just like decides to, like, you know, like, fuck this, I'm going to stir crazy and just runs up and down like this, <laughs> you know, of the school and goes into the gym and hurts himself. And, that was uh, that's a great break. Oh, such a such a funny moment. It's such a great break from the I was from in the melancholy. That happened. Uh, <laughs> you were, yeah, yeah, you were. Uh, well, that's right. So yeah, great. I didn't realize yeah. that until. Uh, but but it's a great break of spoiler. You know, it's a it's a great I, uh, moment of levity for uh, what is largely a melancholic, but you know, really engrossing movie. It's melancholic, but it never gets really deep into yeah, the melancholy. No, it, no. it tugs at the heartstrings for sure. I mean, I, I definitely cheered up at a few points in that movie. Like, there's a I moment. Too. That, yeah, no, same there, there's a well. twist that just hits so fucking hard and. <laughs> Maybe it's just the fact that I haven't spent Christmas with my family the last couple of years, and that's always been a source of you know depression for me and everything. That there's some parts of that, like may, it may not be the same circumstances, but <laughs> you feel that pain. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know nobody should be alone on Christmas, and yet here you are. Well, I think that's just it. I think there's a lot of this here is going to affect different people based on how much they identify with aspects of this film. Yeah. There's a lot of different like between these three main characters. There's a lot, lot of silver arcs that will probably hit home for different people. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, but I didn't feel like any of them connected with me personally. So I, I and I was aware of that watching. Okay. It. I was going, these are really well-defined characters these are interesting interactions between them but i'm not feeling the emotion because i don't feel a connection to it because i don't i, I literally have no life connection that, that's to it. so but i think that's the difference between um other than being an extreme intellectual hating you all yeah exactly apart from like from you know knowing uh having much better taste in movies than anybody here at this table right Chris? <laughs> thank yeah. you finally yeah. someone yeah. realizes it you yeah. philistines I, well merry christmas but i think, <laughs> yeah, I know, I think you're, you're talking about giallo in the in the in the lobby like he talks about roman history <laughs> yep. but uh, I, I think that's the difference between um even if you can't uh the character's social experiences don't mirror your own I think it's the difference between sympathy and empathy. Oh yeah! At the very least, you can be empathetic to someone who is going through something tragic, as you, as you know, as, no, as no. you are. But but even if you can't, you know, be like 
in a sympathetic way. Oh, I've been there. That hits me. It's, it's what I but, love the most about Alexander Payne films is that they're so empathetic towards every single character. I'm not watching any more of them with you. The, the, the sentence <laughs> is so good. I might. Um, no, I, I, I like that you learn more and more about the characters and you find out like, yeah, they've been lying about one thing or they're, they're covering, not so much lying, but they're, they're covering something up. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's guardedness, and isn't it? It's, they're so guarded, yeah. and you find out why that is. And when every revelation, it, it, it's either heartbreaking or like, or it just makes everything makes so much more sense. Yeah, I mean, who here doesn't have a secret in their past that they wish that no one would ever know about? Because not because it would be a huge deal, because it would make them feel bad about themselves to discuss. Golly, I don't. Like everybody no, does. <laughs> Frank, do you, yeah, Frank. Do, you, do you not go to my you parents' house and look at the, in the background? No, no, just look, no, just look at my my Blu-ray shelf, and you'll see them. <laughs> 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 well, let's go to final thoughts. And speaking of your Blu-ray shelf, let's hear about this one, Frank. Um, this will be on the Blu-ray shelf when I when I get it. This is a um, this might be so far my favorite film of the year. Uh, you know, and I saw Killers of the Flower Moon last night, um, which you cannot talk about yet. I can't talk. It's it too short for me, though. Oh uh, yeah, it's a little too short. Three hours and twenty-four minutes. Where's the rest of the movie? I felt the same way about yeah, yeah, the yeah, we man. We're, Scorsese we're, just. We're, these to like you know stop making such short movies. I mean, There's we such a breeze to watch. We were just getting going. I swear. <laughs> Anyways, damn, I should say that for that. I mean, review. this one was like over two hours. So I know, yeah. and it felt like like a blink of an eye, and that's it uh, did. Yeah, I didn't even know it was two hours until I overheard you talk about it in the bathroom uh, after the movie. I'm like, was it two hours really? Okay, but that's the oh gosh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the hallmark of a good film, though, is that uh, if you're really really connected with it, if you're really engaged with it, the last thing you'd be thinking about is how long you've been sitting there watching it yeah you know it's just it, it really does the time really does stand still as a cliche as that is um but yeah this this so far is my favorite of the year um maybe it is because of my social experience and some of the stuff that i went through in my past and um uh this year and like the highs and the lows of, of you know the last several months um but this uh, this you know couldn't help but like uh but touch me and touch me very deeply um, not in a dirty school way. School, school, I wasn't going to say that. Why did you look it, at it me? It may be Catholic school, but not that kind of touching. But uh, I think that the nuances here, um, the characters, uh, the acting, um, it all works. The writing, I think everything here oh, is... Oh, such a strong script. And also... Such a strong script. Um, yeah. Uh, I wish I, I... I mean, I don't wish, but... Uh, I, I was telling Nathan about this in the car. I was like, I, I kind of don't want this to be a hit in the way the Descendants and Sideways were. Or at least, like, you know, not, not, I don't want this to be made popular. I want this to be for people to, to discover. I want this to stay in that special realm of fucking um, hipster. <laughs> of films that 10 years from now Kino Lorber will put out and people yeah. are like, how come I never heard of this? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, That's where I want it to be. I, Listen, this this I mean, it was made that way to be the, well, feel like a movie that gets discovered. <laughs> yeah, well, this thing sold for thirty million at at TIFF, which never happens before. So it's already I'm made. Kidding. A, yeah, for it, it made it already made Good. a good chunk of change. Um, wow, uh, earned every penny. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no kidding. Uh, but this is I really have no notes in terms of <laughs> stuff that uh, it could have done better because it does so much right. Um, yeah, this is this is beautiful. It's a very very beautiful film. I want everybody to watch it, quite frankly. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and give this 10 out of 10. This is my Ooh. second one of us review in a row that I've given 10. Um, 
10 stars to, or not stars, ten. but 10. First one was Dungeons Wait, and Dragons, Wait, what was the last right? one? Uh, the last one was also with Divine Joy Randolph, uh, the la- the latest season of Only Murders in the Building. <laughs> okay, well, don't tell me anything, because I'm only three episodes. Okay, no, you're, so. you're, you're There's another you're murder in the thing. building. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God damn it! <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. He oh, had to. He had to. Oh, sorry. So I'm going to give this 10 out of 10. Uh pink Christmas trees that you see in um in certain places that you didn't think that you don't think you would see a pink Christmas tree because we have a pink Christmas tree, my boyfriend and I. And this year I'm gonna do all champagne colored ornaments and they arrived. Oh, I'm so excited. All right, this is definitely TMI. D minus. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. No, um, I, I absolutely love this too, and I haven't loved the Alexander Payne movie like this since election. Oh hey, hey. Nathan, see that? <laughs> And also, it's just such a great script. And I wonder if that that role was written specifically for Paul Giamatti because I can't imagine any other actor I playing that role. It does feel like it was written for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this is, I think, a career best for him. Honestly, I mean, he's so goddamn good in this movie. You hate him, yet you feel sympathy for him. <laughs> but you can't stop watching him. <laughs> you can't stop watching him, and you'd watch him even bury himself alive socially. Yes. <laughs> like he just ruins any chance of interaction by pulling out uh, trivia about ancient history and um the, the, the guy who plays angus um he's he's so good in this he's he's, he's just so quick-witted and, and charismatic in it and um the the other uh, what's her name divine joy randolph from dolomite yeah, yeah she oh, is god amongst others right. yeah, and, she was in and only murders was, in the building i was trying, I was trying to figure bad. out what else she was in yeah um but yeah she is so good in this too because like watching her <laughs> Again, try to be stronger in public, and then seeing her break down, and see like see her defenses break down, and you feel for her. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I appreciate the fact that it tries to look like a '70s movie without leaning too thick into it. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely going to be one of my favorites of the year. It, absolutely. Um, I don't know if it's I go to a ten because like um, I tend to be very hesitant about giving tens. Looks like very few films are perfect to me, but I'm going to give this. Um, nine out of ten cigarettes, which wow, you don't even see a lot of cigarettes uh, in movies so much anymore. No, Fair that's enough. how you know it's well, the seventies. Yeah, you see all that shit right there. No, what the vapes? <laughs> yeah, the vapes. It's just vapes. It's like, <laughs> you can't smoke a vape in a movie though, and be cool the way that people smoke no, a cigarette in the seventies, no, 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 right? No, no. That's the thing. Smoking is bad, folks. But god damn, but it looks cool. Damn, already. it looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan. Okay. Uh, uh, uh-oh, he's ready to lay some shit down. No, uh, no, no. I just, uh, I'm such a fucking big Alexander Payne fan. And <laughs> you you so, may have said as much. It's so good to see another fucking terrific work by him. I yeah. I haven't loved a movie this much by him since Nebraska, and I think I like this movie a lot more than I like Nebraska. Yeah, I loved you, Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I loved it. You kept it for like a year. I did keep it for a year. I rewatched <laughs> it a couple I, I, times. I, still, I gotta say, I still have your copy of vinyl that Scorsese series. Yeah, you series. need to get that. I still, yeah. have, I still I have your copy watch of it. The Whale, too. Look, I told you you can keep uh, that one. But this <laughs> movie, um, if, like you said, immaculately well-designed. Um I thought the 70s aspects of it could have been in my face, but it used even the language of 70s cinema in a way that I really appreciated. All the pop zooms were incredible. Oh, yeah. I love uh, the way that it shows isolation in the opening half. It sort of becomes like a mixture between the ice storm and Wonder Boys. (laughs) Um, And all the performances are incredible. This is easily one of my favorites of the year. I got to give this nine and a half out of ten. Cobb salads? Why did you say Cobb salad so quickly? What, is there something <laughs> wrong with the Cobb salad? <laughs> not, not anymore. 
Great comment. <laughs> <laughs> also, you brought up the, you brought up the uh, a sec. I got to tell you, I, as much as I was, you know, uh, talking about uh, missing being with uh, my family on Christmas, seeing all that snow makes me not miss the North at all. No, I no. never, yeah. I'm always like, yeah, no thanks. It's no, good. thank you. I did snow. It was fun for yeah. a while. <laughs> no, but now I'm, now I'm older and I'm like, I don't want snow. I want, I want uh, Austin, Texas Christmas, which is like, it's 65 degrees. Uh, let's, let's get the scarves out. Pull <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my cable knit sweater. It, look, it looks like fall in Pennsylvania, but it's <laughs> turtleneck season. Christmas. Always reminds me of the fact the original Halloween, I forget what they actually, do you remember where they filmed California. it? They California. They call it Pasadena. It's and so there's no fall. So they had to spray paint yeah, the leaves right. yeah. brown. Yeah. They had to literally so spray paint the trees. Well, <laughs> I love, I love that it's like, like it's, fil- it's supposed to be set in Illinois, but if you look closely at some of the exterior shots, you can see palm trees in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, Bust our hearts. That's so, right. like, I'm really glad that you guys loved this as much as you did. Mm-hmm. You can tell that. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Here we go. Kanye West. I'm not being, here we go. I'm, I'm not being pedantic here, I swear. Because I don't think there's anything really wrong with this movie at all. Like, I don't have a criticism of the film. So it's a perfect film. I, it, I, I mean, to some, I can totally see that being the case. And I don't mean that again. I'm not talking down. I'm just saying, like, it's going to depend, like, on all art, on your own particular perceptions of it. I just found this very slight. I appreciated the fact and also admittedly rolled my eyes a little bit to the degree to which he's like, I want to make a 70s film that felt like it was made in the 70s. But in a slight way, I was like, "Okay, that's cute. But like, I'm not sure why we're doing this. Uh, I was like, "Okay, that's fine. Uh, It's an interesting choice, I guess. But like, uh, all right. Um, I think the strongest point here really and the sticking point, if you couldn't have made this movie with anybody but Paul Giamatti, who is not working anywhere near outside of his wheelhouse, he has been playing this role his entire career. The only difference is he gets to scream a lot less in this movie than he usually yeah, does. Yeah, it's, it's not like with... Um... Uh, he didn't scream a lot in Lady in the Water. Well, I've never seen that one because oh, everyone good says performance. it's terrible. Oh, I like it's a, it. It's a good movie. Yes, no, like yeah, Solidarity. That, that, that's the next watch the movie with us after. Now, <laughs> I feel, now, I, now I feel better because everyone listening to this review will be like, oh, we should listen to Chris. Oh. <laughs> he, he feels like a character that was in an early Wes Anderson film and got kicked out for being too rude. Oh. <laughs> No, I, I genuinely feel for him more than I do for the other characters in this film. I do, because I also am a loud pedantic. So, uh, fair, fair. <laughs> it would be like, you guys don't know anything about Giallo, as he pointed out earlier. So you probably do. I mean, I'm not way about but, but we could actually make so proper eye contact it. with you. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, I, I think he is the one that makes, that is the core that makes this movie interesting. I think uh, Dominic Sessa is fine, but he's basically fine in a serviceable sort of way. I don't really think that like he really has a lot to stretch or, or with here. I mean, the script is good, but I don't think he does a lot with it. I think divine joy Randolph is fantastic. Like she always is. Although this is definitely different than the usual roles she plays. And I think she proved she can do a lot more than the stuff she gets normally cast in, Mm -hmm. even though apparently she was amazing in her big breakout, which was playing the psychic, the Whoopi Goldberg role in the Broadway version of ghost. Oh, I know that. That was her big breakout. role. Apparently like everyone was like, she's insanely incredible in this role. (laughs) Both her and Giamatti Yale, uh, Yale drama school graduates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, no kidding. I, I think she's great, but she also is sort of like in service. The whole movie is in service to Paul Giamatti, which even the mm. script is like, we're much more concerned with him finding his humanity than we are with what happens. Well, to he's the got the most work to characters. do. He has the most work to do on himself. He, do, he does have the most work to do on himself. And I think that ultimately it just, it, like I said, it again, it feels like it's 
going to crescendo and it never really does. It just has this sort of much more and admittedly realistic way because humans don't generally always come to this huge explosive <laughs> point before they start finding healing. But nonetheless, I found it less satisfying. I'm like, it's a movie. It's a fictional device. I I would have preferred if there was some like an explosive situation that got it past the edge. You and want a group hug? Well, is that what you define as an explosive? <laughs> thing? Okay. I'll give you a hug later, Frank, okay. after the review. <laughs> uh, someone clearly needs a Christmas hug. <laughs> uh, I like this a lot. I really genuinely do, but I, I just felt it was very slight. I've seen a lot of movies like it. I think that out, the script is much better than most of those films. I feel like it of outside of the 70s, uh, you know, it, background. It's a, it, yeah, but I mean, it's a trick. It's a it's a it's like a, a gimmick. but it's lightly used as a gimmick outside of that is not really doing that. It's just trying to do like most Alexander Payne films to really be about just humanity and kindness and, you know, but I don't know. I think ultimately Payne films, I like them all. I rarely, rarely, rarely loved them. And this is another one. I'm like, yeah, I liked it. It was, it was charming, but best of the year. Okay, guys, <laughs> I, I want something more. I want something more that's going to challenge me, and I never felt challenged. Got to reserve that spot for Quantum Mania. I never felt challenged <laughs> by this movie. Oh yeah, that's a ten out of ten. No, shut up. It's not. Uh, I'm going to give this a seven point five out of ten. Uh, mad crazy eyes, mad eye Mooney Paul Giamatti's. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're saving that. <laughs> well, I can't believe nobody else took it. I thought um, this. I thought he was going to do Cherry's Jubilee. No, no, no. I had to do the Cobb salad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 